Hi guys, this is Tavia. This is Susie. And welcome to Library Overload. We are very excited that you're joining us today. Don't forget, if you want to check out any of the books that we talk about on the episode or see what we're up to, go check out our website, which is libraryoverload.home.blog. And then also check us out on Instagram, and that is just Library Overload there. go a little off track instead of just like spilling our guts on what we've been reading or what we're wanting to read we are going to talk about how we keep track of our books how we rate our books how we choose what we're going to read because everyone struggles with that mm-hmm. so we're just gonna just we're gonna give you insight into our crazy adult mind adult adult like oh i thought you off. said adult minds and i was no, like no i don't think anyone listening thinks we have adult minds no that's why i was like <laughs> question mark <laughs> adult i don't know the spelling of it a d a d d l e d yeah adult, adult. sure <laughs> you'd think that being readers would make us better spellers but no i have to be writing it like i i can't just i can't just spell it outright Mm -hmm. like I have to like write it or like type it that makes sense so how we track books yeah we have significant tangents (laughs) and that's why I think this episode will be a good one though they're gonna get all sorts of information about us it's like nothing but a tangent yeah (laughs) I like it but you know we've been we've discussed a lot of books lately so we thought we'd kind of just take a step back and let you know our process yeah so how we choose our reads this is a difficult question for me. Mm-hmm. I don't have any specific one way. I have a couple of different things. That yeah. So we we recently both joined Book Democracy. It's a Facebook page on, obviously, Facebook. And they do a monthly book bingo, or you can shorten it and do a book tic-tac-toe. And I feel like I – so I did that last month in May, for, and I – Really felt like it helped me kind of narrow my choices. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that aspect. But then I also listened to several other bookish podcasts. And so they're always throwing books at me. Depending on how excited I am about the book, like it'll raise it, um, mm-hmm. like for me to read sooner or, you know, mm-hmm. obviously new releases. I work at a bookstore and I work every Tuesday putting out new releases. That's part of my job. And so I see, you know, Dozens of books come out every Tuesday, and I'm like, oh, I want to read this. <gasps> this book came out today. <laughs> so that's always a struggle, too. But at the same time, I'll talk about an, a release that's coming out, like, in a month mm-hmm. or in a couple of weeks, and I'll be so excited. But the day it comes out, I'm like, ugh, but I have so many other things to read. Right. Like, it drives me crazy. You know how I was talking about how I wanted to read Chelsea Handler's Life Will Be the Death of Me? Mm-hmm. Still haven't picked it up, and it came out in April. Good job. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Like yeah, I have a problem with that, too. Yeah. Of course, I own a ton of books. I looked last night. I own 455 books. Nice. I didn't count them all last night. I have mm-hmm. I have a, a thing that I input every single book that I buy, so that way I keep track of what I own and do not own because I started buying stuff that I own. Right. We've both been to the store, the bookstore, more than once and picked up a book we already owned and be mm-hmm. like oh now i have two copies of this and now when we go it's like did did i buy this last time do you mm-hmm. remember did like yeah every so, time yeah 
we I, I sort of started a list, but as fitting with my character, I don't keep up with it. Yeah, yeah. Susie actually started it for me. I did. It was bugging. <laughs> and I don't give up with it at all. I also came over to their house one day and alphabetized all of their DVDs and books. Mm-hmm. And we moved and they didn't stay that way. I says that. I feel like that says a whole lot about me. That I would go to someone else's house yes, and alphabetize absolutely. their things. You're a bit like Monica on Friends. I'm okay with that. Yeah. A little bit. I think it also says a lot about us that when we packed, we did not pack them oh in alphabetical And then order. when I moved, <laughs> I meticulously put take took books off my shelf and put them in the box. And then I, I wrote on the box, like, these are A through C. And then this box is D through F. Like, so when I unpacked, it was so easy to throw them back on the shelves. You're so weird. I just, I'm efficient in very specific ways. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> not with chores, not with cleaning, laundry, planning out dinner. Uh-uh. Just like very weird, very weird and truly unnecessary ways am I very organized. Mm-hmm. I'm an organized and zero aspects of my life except my desk at work usually is fairly tidy that's very nice yes i get very irritated when i have to desk share and someone messes it up but i think that's more about people being in my space (laughs) about me i'm i'm like that with my bookshelves like Mm -hmm. i need them to be tidy right now they're kind of a mess because you know i bought like 24 books at the library bookstore Mm -hmm. and that yard yeah well technically it was two feet oh my, my bad i didn't quite make it to the yard but no, like I, I have all these books and so now I'm going to need to take some of the decor off of the shelves so I can fit more books. So pretty soon I won't have anything besides books on them. Right now I've got like, you know, random cute mm-hmm. things on there. Yeah, I want to style up my bookshelves, mm. but I'm not really creative. So I will help you. Sounds like a plan. I got you. Back to. Anyways, I digress. So we always do. <laughs> So I own, I counted, I own 455 books, of which... Are some of those um, Kindle versions? No, those are just physical books. I don't, another tangent, I own a Kindle. However, I almost never buy Kindle books. Because if I love a book, I'm going to want to have it, like, on Mm -hmm. my shelf. Mm -hmm. I consider myself a book collector, and so hoarder no that is chris talking that is not tavia no that's i'm just i have just as many books as you do almost so so yeah and so i started it like even when i first got my kindle i would buy a book on my kindle read it and be like oh i love that i'm gonna buy it so i can have it on my shelves and i was spending instead of like the 12 dollars that the kindle book was i was also buying the book book mm-hmm. and then spending 40 bucks mm-hmm. on a singular singular book i get I like to have my books so quickly that I mm. read a lot on Kindle. No, I I enjoy reading on Kindle. It's it's helped me so much, especially when it comes to trips, because I used to bring between seven and ten books on a week long vacation, mm-hmm. and that's so much mm-hmm. like bag space, right? So heavy. <laughs> and so when I go and when I go on trips now, I load up my Kindle mm-hmm. with library books mm-hmm. and. I love it. Oh, as long as I have Wi-Fi mm-hmm. wherever I'm going, I can, like, 
um, return the library book and download a new library book. Nice. And it's yeah, it's fantastic. I also like Kindle books because I do audiobooks a lot. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in the car, instead of listening to the radio, I like to listen to my audiobooks. And they sync between <gasps> the two. They do? Yeah. So, like, if I'm at work and I'm reading on my Kindle and I get to a stopping point, it automatically jumps to that point on my audiobook. And I love I that. I didn't know they did that. That's <sighs> really cool. I know. I blew your mind. Totally. That's really cool. Yes. So, so I spent a lot of money on, on Kindle and audiobooks, but I do have an Audible subscription that I love. So that's cool. cool. But also, the more you spend on your Kindle, the less you bring books into your home, and mm-hmm. so you don't have to keep worrying about running out of mm-hmm. room on your shelves, like I am. Right. I have five, ten foot long shelves in our living room, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need more rooms. Mm-hmm. You need a library. I do. When we move, when we finally buy a house, my number one thing is going to be a room mm-hmm. that I can put all of my books. I think when we finally get settled and get mm-hmm. our guest room done, that's gonna it's gonna have the shelves around everywhere. It's gonna be so pretty. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> back to my books. <laughs> so I approximately out of the, all the ones that I own, I have not read approximately 160 of them. I. S- Really hope Chris doesn't listen to this because <laughs> he would lose his mind. That's funny. But I buy them because I know I'm going to read them eventually. And some of them, like, it's just something that I would love to own. Mm-hmm. A lot of classics, like, mm-hmm. I'll buy them because it's like, oh, this is a dollar at the, at like the used bookstore. Mm-hmm. And so I know I want it, but I doesn't mean I'm going to read it tomorrow. Like, I just bought another copy of Sense and Sensibility. I now have two. Nice. Um, no, I had two. I have three now. You're starting to be like me. With yes. Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Sense and Sensibility is my favorite Jane Austen. Oh, oh. Um, it's my favorite Austen movie, too. Yeah. Sense and Sensibility, the movie, is fantastic. Also, say Sense and Sensibility six times fast. I shan't. Jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, I try to figure out what I'm going to read next. I really try hard to read if anything once a month something that i own and mm-hmm. have not read before that makes sense like i'm trying <laughs> <laughs> um and then of course the library i um sometimes i'll go on a just a i'll have a wild hair and add a ton of books to my hold my hold request list and sometimes i'll just get one of them at a time and sometimes i'll get 20 at a time and it's you know it's yeah. like it's like gambling i try not to put too many on there in case they all come in at once mm. just for that reason no it stresses me out like at one point i had 30 library books at home and i that just That's i insane. was i i was so anxiety ridden I can imagine. that I couldn't even choose one of them to read. I can imagine. <laughs> well, you know, in you guys can probably guess in the way that I live my life, mm. the biggest factor I have in choosing books is what kind of mood I'm in. Sure. It, like the weather, mm-hmm. like what season it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. What kind of mood I'm in is the biggest determining factor. Like, do I want to read something happy because I'm sad? Do I want to read something sad because I'm sad? And mm-hmm. I want to, like, wallow in it for a sure. minute or, you know, that sort of thing. And then I do a lot of choosing based on what genre I want to read. So, like, I'm in a really big fantasy slash paranormal kick right now. Are you? I haven't read a lot outside of that. Mm. Um, in a little bit but eventually I'm gonna be like yeah I've had enough fantasy I think I'm gonna go 
on a on a historical fiction kick or yeah. I think I need to read some memoirs and so I kind of break it up that way yeah I try to break mine up like because I'll go on a big non nonfiction binge and but then I'll finally hit a hit a wall like mm-hmm. okay so I did a big nonfiction binge recently and then I had had a, another nonfiction that I was really excited to read it was called the dinosaur artist it was about fossils being sold um to private um private buyers instead Mm -hmm. of like um museums and things like that it was really cool but i got i got about 10 15 pages maybe and i was just like oh i'm so bored but then i realized (laughs) that i hadn't read anything fiction in a while Mm -hmm. so i had to like kind of set it aside and read something more fun Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i struggle trying to read because I'll I'll walk through the bookstore and be like, oh, I okay, I'm definitely I'm definitely need to read this next. I've been mm-hmm. wanting to read it for months now, mm-hmm. and then I'll be like, but oh, this is gonna be a TV show. I need to read this next. Right. And oh, I just bounce back and forth. It mm-hmm. drives me crazy. I can imagine. But yeah, I have currently I have only two library books at home. Wow. I actually I still have the Dinosaur Artist. I'm gonna mm-hmm. give it another go in maybe a week or two. But then I also just picked up. Seven Husbands of Evelyn um, Evelyn Hugo. Oh, yeah. The, I was going to uh, read that one for my books that was published in June on my bingo. Lovely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just picked that up the other day. So I'm going to try to read that. And then, of course, we just talked about Summer Reads the other mm-hmm. a couple of episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And there are a, a few on there that I want to read. And then mm-hmm. a couple that I want to reread. Mm-hmm. And that's another issue. I always want to reread stuff. I know. And then it's like I don't have enough time because I want to move on. Right. And I think that's the problem sometimes with sequels that if I don't immediately go and read the next one, I'm like, well, I want to read that, but I have some other stuff that I'd rather read first. And then you come back around to it. Yeah. There's um, like I love Aragon. Y'all know I love Aragon and I want to reread it because it's been a while since I reread it. But I, I just haven't picked him up. And then um, the Night Angel trilogy. I just mm-hmm. bought the 10 year anniversary edition of oh. of them, and it's beautiful. And I want to reread those. Oh, that's cool. And I I haven't yet. And then of mm-hmm. course, I, it's been a while since I reread Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I want to reread that. I read those last summer, some before. I can't remember. Not not too long ago. Oh my gosh! Speaking of Harry Potter, my friend and I were at the pool the other day, and a girl brought out a book, a hardback book, just no uh, book sleeve on it. So it was just you know the just the solid. Um, cover on it mm-hmm. and we both looked at it and we we're like that's a harry potter book and then spent about five minutes debating which harry potter it was and actually guessed it correctly because i made her tell me what she was reading i wonder if this is something to brag about or something to be sad about nope i'm very proud all right let's go with that <laughs> another thing that i do where choose my books is i'm part of the book of the month mm, um it's mm-hmm. like i've talked about that before i think it's 14.99 you get one book every month which i think is a really good deal because they're they're hardbacks yeah um and so and sometimes they're special editions specifically mm-hmm. for book of the month right and the cover they have a little book of the month thing mm-hmm. on it but so i read you know I find new books that way, some that I hadn't heard of before and things like that. So um, I think that's really cool. And then, you know, the book groups, the reading groups that we're in, Mm -hmm. always picking up recommendations from there. So many. All the time. Yeah. I don't listen to a ton of other podcasts. I listen to What Should I Read Next? Mm -hmm. And I pick up some ideas from her every now and again. But, you know, honestly, 
mostly it's mood and genre based and then sometimes it's what's available at the library yeah. you know what can I get quickly sure um, I don't like to wait oh, to no. read when I want to read something when I decide I want to read it I need to have it now I'll I have that issue too like if there's a book on hold um at the library and I'm like even if I'm like number three I'm like mm, no that could possibly be like three months yeah. I'm gonna need to I'm gonna need to find another way mm-hmm. to get this book so, yeah, no, I get that. And it drives me crazy mm-hmm. because there, again, like there are certain things that I've been waiting forever to read mm-hmm. and I'll just be like, oh, I'll get to it. Yeah. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I also, um, I forgot about this, but I pick up a lot of suggestions on Pinterest too. Really? There's See, a- I never look at book stuff on Pinterest. Right. I know a lot of people wouldn't think about it, but there's lots of book stuff on Pinterest. It's like, if you liked this, read this or 25 books about witches or, Mm. you know, stuff like that. And so you can get lots of good suggestions that way. There was one um, I found, I think I'm going to talk about it on our upcoming episodes, but it's um, Grave Mercy. And I picked it up from Pinterest because it had a timeline of YA. And it was like a complete breakdown of what books were set in what year. That's cool. And it was super cool. And so I picked this one up off of that because I wanted to read something in that time frame. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds just like you. I struggle with the lists that are like, if you like this, you'll like that. And I very specifically blame Gone Girl for that. Because I think Gone Girl did something to the psychological thriller genre. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a big fan of it now. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when Gone Girl came out, for some reason, and I don't, I wonder if it's just because, I'm sorry, I keep like, not having words, but I feel like when Gone Girl came out, it was written in a way that was very different Mm -hmm. and it had two, basically two unreliable narrators Mm -hmm. and it had, you know, this big twist that, oh my God, everybody was freaking out about. But because of that, every single book now has to have the big twist. Mm -hmm. If you loved Gone Girl, you'll love this book. And it it makes me irate. I can sense that from you. I don't, and I don't know why it affects me so much, but I think it it made every single other psychological thriller that came out around that time and after, they all feel like they have to do the same exact thing. They all have to have the same exact formula, and it's mm-hmm. it's driving me crazy. Like, I, it could just be that I don't, I personally just don't like an unreliable narrator, mm-hmm. and it could just be me being weird, but it probably is. I mean, there's always a chance of that. But Gone Girl, I literally, when I finished the book, I threw it. Like, I threw it at a wall. Really? Yeah, I was so was, pissed at it. I, it was an intriguing read. Um, do I love it? No. Will I read it again? No. Did I read it because everyone else was reading it? Yes. Same. I think, no, I think my book club. My book mm. club chose it to read. Yeah, I hated the ending of it. Oh, so stupid. Um. And I feel like not every psychological thriller, but there have been a few that I've Mm -hmm. read that have ended stupidly like Mm -hmm. that. And I'm just like, just why? Why? So the uh, last episode we talked about R.J. Jacobs book Mm -hmm. and then you were gone. And it was really a breath of fresh air in the the thriller genre because I enjoyed the ending of that so much. I was like, yes, this is how a book is supposed to end. I love like it. It answered what you needed answered. It left you wondering what should what you should be just wondering mm-hmm. and i thought it yeah it was I a breath of fresh air in that yeah, in that genre so nice. for sure and i don't read that genre a lot i don't either 
So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. very glad that someone I, made me do it. I do like those lists specifically because it already lumps in genres. Like, yeah. Instead of just saying, hey, here's a list of fantasy novels, it's like, hey, this might be in the same vein of something you were interested in before, but then sure. I go and read the synopsis and I can make up my mind, eh, yes or no, or whatever. Sure. I guess it helps if you have a very niche thing that you're looking for, mm-hmm. a thing that you like to read. Mm-hmm. It makes sense for sure. Mm-hmm. But just, I guess I just have mm-hmm. issues with Gone Girl. <laughs> I think that you might. I might need to to see someone. <laughs> right? Maybe we can get RJ back so you can talk through your Yay! gone girl issues. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. So I guess our next question would be, how do you track your reading? I exclusively track my reading on Goodreads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I've tried to journal before, mm-hmm. but. I, I like the. The little, the I did little a little motion. air quote, like <laughs> a little air quote dance. <laughs> anyway, I say that because I am not crafty. I am yeah. not clever <laughs> or, or any of this stuff. Like we have a friend who mm. amazing journaling yeah. ability. She's and I'm just stupid talented. Yeah. I'm not there. So basically what I would do was like print off one of those like pictures and then color in, but I just got bored with that. So I like Goodreads because it keeps track of what I've read this year. It keeps track of where I am in the book. And Mm -hmm. I like that. So like if I'm reading a physical book and I say I'm on page, whatever, then it translates it into the percentage you're at in the book. And I really enjoy that. Yeah. I I feel the same way. I've also tried doing a notebook and it's still empty. Mm -hmm. Like I think I put like two or three books in it before mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm so bored. That surprises me from you because I would think that about this, you'll be very type A. I want to be, especially because, um, okay, this is so nerdy. Be ready. So last year, um, I read a hundred books and I went through like at the end of the year, I went through and wrote down how many of them were female authors, how many mm-hmm. were male, oh, that's awesome. um, all the different genres mm-hmm. and how many nonfiction versus fiction that I did and really broke down the math to kind of see what I did. Mathematically. Mathematically. It was awesome. That's amazing. Like last year I was able to see that like I read, I think so a hundred books. I read 37 of them were nonfiction and that was huge because I used to hate nonfiction. That is true. That's crazy. And so I, I was like, Oh my gosh, look what (laughs) I did. And so I just, I love breaking it down to kind of see what I did. I Mm -hmm. also read far more female authors last year than I did male, which is crazy. Um, because I don't, it's really, it's really amazing though. No, it's really cool, but it's also crazy because I don't seek out mm-hmm. specifically female authors, mm-hmm. um, but it just happened You're not to be like that. being sexist. Yeah. And I'm just, <laughs> well, I mean, I never, re- unless it's like an author that I am, I've read them before, I know mm-hmm. of them, um, I don't seek out specific authors. I just seek right. out what sounds good. And mm-hmm. if it happens to be female, that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. But I just, I liked that I just, you know, I just happened to choose more women than men. And so I, you know. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I love the tracking idea. I really had great plans to do it again this mm-hmm. year's in real time so I wouldn't have to like go back and like look through all of it. Does Goodreads not do that for you on some levels? They do somewhat like I'm trying to remember last year. I know they broke 
things down, like how many total pages you read, how oh, like, yeah. but it was more like that, how many words, stuff like that. It wasn't like female versus male author I genre. I bet there are websites out there that will do that for you if you enter in what you've read. Ooh. I don't know of any, but I'm sure that, you know, on the interwebs they exist. I'm going to Google's. Do it. Um, I also know of some people that keep like an Excel spreadsheet of all of their reading. So they can, much. I mean, whatever works. This is true. I say that. That's very judgy. I shouldn't say that. That was judgy. <laughs> I apologize for all of the Excel lovers. I am not one of them. I don't like Excel at all. I, I truly don't <laughs> understand it. Um, I, I don't know. I how use to it work at work it. and I'm, I have base level understanding Same. of it. Same. Um, but yeah, I would love to track it differently. I just can't think of a, an easier way to do it without like writing down and then like mm-hmm. going through different sections of the notebook to like mm-hmm. put a tally under which author and which mm-hmm. genre. Like it's a little excessive to me. Yeah. And sometimes I just want to put down a book and pick up a book. Yeah. And that that's it. Sense. I like Goodreads because I can update my progress often. Oh, yeah. Um, I like seeing how, like how far you've come and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, yeah. And I like, you know. If I'm sitting and reading a book all day, mm-hmm. I like to update every, you know, like mm-hmm. four or five hours just to see how far I read yeah. within that time frame. I think that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. The, um, I loved doing that the day that Kingdom of Ash came out because, mm-hmm. like, I could see, like, it's only been two hours and I've read 200 pages. Like, it mm-hmm. it, it made me feel like <laughs> stupid, that's super funny. awesome reader girl. <laughs> that's funny. I'm going to have a cape made. No capes. So, ratings. This is an interesting one. We have very different philosophies. I like it. I I like being stingy with my ratings, though. My pronunciation of that word philosophy came from Hakuna Matata, just for the record. I mean, that's fine. Our philosophy. So, it's just philosophy. But they say, like, in multiple syllables. Because it has multiple syllables. Can't you just let me be whimsical? Mm, I'm the whimsical one. Mm. You're the... The, the mean lady that you know tells what? me that I'm, I'm weird. Of people calling me mean. <laughs> when have I ever called you mean? <laughs> Not just you. Like people at work say that I have an, uh, that I'm unapproachable in my face. I'm like, maybe that's because I just want you to leave me alone. I, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's them. I just want to be left alone to read at work. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> Not at all. Oh my gosh. Um, when I used to work in an office, I would bring my, if it was a really good book, I would bring my book into the, the break room mm-hmm. so I could read on my lunch break. And if people would try to talk like to me, it in front of your face ooh, it'd make me so yeah. mad. There's nothing worse than getting interrupted when you're trying to read. So mad. Especially by work. <laughs> For real. Or that annoying person in the break room that just won't shut up. What are you reading? What's it well, about? Nothing now because you interrupted me. What's it about? <laughs> oh, do you like that kind of thing? Do you do thing? that thing where you just show them the cover? Yes. What are you reading? This. Yes. <laughs> no words necessary. Just. Yeah. I've even gotten, I've even got real bitchy. And if someone asked me, what are you reading? I showed them the book. And if they're like, oh, what's it about? I literally took the, the book jacket off and handed it to them so they could read it. Cause I was like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you a synopsis. And I'm unapproachable. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone at work knows not to talk to me when I'm reading. <laughs> Um, that's funny also you know how I like to read books sometimes and I will I have no idea what they're about I'm mm-hmm. just like oh that's pretty I'm gonna read it well sometimes I sometimes don't know. people will will ask me like oh what's it about I don't know and they're like well what I don't know like, no I I have no idea that's I'll funny. tell you in a little bit <laughs> if you shut up that's funny 
Okay. So ratings. So tell me what you would rate one star. Like what has to go wrong for you to rate a book a one star? Um, I think that I have to absolutely, completely and utterly hate every aspect about it. Totally. Like we read Serena. Oh, God. I hate There was zero characters in that story that were redeemable or had any qualities that were interesting. And the story didn't need to be told, in my opinion. Yeah. So I like to ask myself that. Like, why Why what, did this need to be told? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and people, you guys may love Serena. I did not. Yeah. We both hated it. It was another one of those <laughs> that were on my column of yeah. books to read. That Lovely bones. Susie hated. Zero persons in this story were were good persons. Yeah. yeah, I need someone to root for. Right. Yeah. So I think it has to be that disastrous for me to give it a one star because I don't do that very often. Sure. Yeah. I so my ratings are one star means I hated it. Two star two star means it was all right. Like it was okay. Um, I probably wouldn't run around being like, oh my gosh, you should mm-hmm. read this book. Three star for me means I really liked it. Like. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Four star means I loved it. And then five star means I would pick it up and read it over and over and over again. Interesting. Like I could finish mm-hmm. the book and then I could start mm-hmm. it and be happy. I got you. My two star I think would be, I didn't enjoy the story, but it wasn't god awful. Yeah. Um, like Lee Israel. Yeah. We, we talked about Can You Forgive Me. It was just meh. It was mm. I'm pretty sure it was I gave slightly intriguing, but it was not right enjoyable. Like the idea was okay, so but not. It wasn't as disastrous as a one star. Yeah, so I gave it a two star. I'm pretty sure I gave Midnight in the Garden uh, two, two two stars, stars. Mm-hmm. because I did like the idea. I thought that the concept of the story was brilliant, mm-hmm. but I was I was real over it Mm -hmm. very fast Mm -hmm. and then of course the way he kind of almost ad-libbed the story really pissed me off right and then for three stars i think it's it's i like it i didn't love it Mm -hmm. but i didn't hate it so it's just kind of really see i i three stars my go-to if i if i enjoyed a book i thought it was i thought it was really good i'll give it a three star yeah. I do that with with my four star. If I loved a, or if I really really enjoyed a book, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not sure if I would read it again, it'll be a four star. But gotcha. I love or I really really enjoyed it. But I, if I loved a book, I would read it again. I would recommend it. I thought it was stupid amazing. Then I'll give it a five star. See, I'll um I would recommend three stars and up. Interesting. Yeah, I four star is my go to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I um. I rate more than anything. I, I'm a three-star rater for the most part. I think it's like it <laughs> It reminds me of like, well, you could always do better. <laughs> like You could always be better next time. Right. <laughs> but I'm giving you room to grow. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, um, yeah, I guess, that, I mean, on the same vein, I'm at three stars, but I don't give it as much mm. because I – actively seek out books i think i'm gonna enjoy sure so very rarely do i not give four or five stars and i think i might um stay more on the low end because i i try to read weird stuff sometimes and way Mm -hmm. different stuff sometimes sometimes it works out but Mm -hmm. sometimes it does not do you think you reserve your praise and, and use it judiciously because you think 
there might be an infinite number of books that you, or if a finite number of books that were, oh, will be good enough for you? Yeah, I think so, because everyone has different tastes. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's going to be, I think there, I mean, obviously it's going to be a gigantic number. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think, obviously I'm not going to love every single book that's mm-hmm. out there, but I won't hate them. Mm-hmm. So. See, if I would buy it and read it again and put it on my bookshelf, mm-hmm. it gets a five star. Really? See? Mm-hmm. Because things that I really enjoyed sometimes. Okay. So let's talk about the selection series by mm-hmm. Kira Cass. I, I thought they were super cute. Really liked them. I would probably reread them again, but they were kind of young, mm-hmm. a little bit like the bachelorette. So kind of guilty mm-hmm. pleasure ish. And mm-hmm. so I only gave them three stars. Okay. Like, I guess that's another thing. Do you, rate based on like academic merit or enjoyment of the story both i think I think mine is mostly enjoyment of the story yeah um shocking no one i'm very emotional <laughs> well i mean so am i so it's weird but yeah i think okay i i think we're both like this neither one of us are huge contemporary literature type of people mm-hmm. i mostly like my most favorite genres are ya and more specifically fantasy mm-hmm. sci-fi and so most of the time in those genres it's not really beautiful writing and stellar mm-hmm. storytelling right. and all that but when it is though it's like oh my god mm-hmm. like i was hella surprised that I loved um, Daisy Jones and the Six. And so I gave right. it like a really good rating. And then... Did you give it five stars? I want It was either four or five. I know. <laughs> and then um, there was a book that I read a couple of years ago that was uh, That's the Way It Always Is. Mm-hmm. And it was a contemporary fiction technically. And I loved it. I will sing its praises from rooftops. I will... Tell everybody to read it, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure I gave it five stars, mostly because it surprised me by how much I loved it. That's awesome. Because, yeah, unless there's dragons or magic or, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of new world or something, mm-hmm. like, it, I'm sometimes concerned it's not going to mm-hmm. catch me. Right. The slice of life books yes. I have a hard time with because Same. I feel like I, I have my own slice of life. Yeah. I don't want to read about yours. I want to read about something different. Totally. But every now and again, I'll, yeah. I'll venture into that category. Yeah. I'm the same way. It's kind of, I use like romance mm-hmm. or something like the selection series mm-hmm. as like a palate cleanser. If mm-hmm. I've been reading too much heavy stuff, if I've been reading too much nonfiction mm-hmm. and I need something just like get me reading again, mm-hmm. I'll go romance or simple YA every day. I did that recently. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't get into the dinosaur artist and I was like, I need just something to get me back into reading because mm-hmm. it's kind of my job now and I can't come to the table <laughs> with like, sorry guys, didn't feel like reading this month. <laughs> well, I don't think anyone here would judge you, but I appreciate maybe that. Maybe I would. Thank you. Not you. Our listeners wouldn't. <laughs> but yeah, I, I picked up just a random, not well written at all romance that I was mm-hmm. just like, you know what? I I flew through it, maybe two, three hours. Mm -hmm. Chris was working super late, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get in my pajamas at 6 p.m., and I'm going to read this book, and I'm going to eat cheese and crackers for dinner, (laughs) and it was awesome. Nice. So, yeah, like, stuff like that, it's it's enjoyable, but it's not anything I'm going to write home about. It's not anything, like, Mm -hmm. it's going to win awards or anything. But, yeah, and I I think I gave it three stars because it was like, you know what? You got me back in it, guys. Good on you. That's interesting. 
That's funny. <sighs> what do you use when you're stuck in a rut or you can't get into, if you're not feeling reading anymore, how do you get out of it? I, I've i kind of had a little bit of an issue recently. I've started a couple of books and I'm just like, oh, this is not working for me. It's because you're missing your Black Dagger Brotherhood. I really am. But I also found another paranormal series that I was intrigued by. Oh, snap. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that um, <laughs> when we catch up again. But I think... I just keep going through books on my to-read list until I find something that grabs me. Mm. I don't so have, like, a go-to. So when so when you finally are no longer in a reading slump, will you go back to the ones that you tried and were like, eh? Sometimes. I guess it's when you know that it's a you're not mm-hmm. going to like it, you know. Right. Like, I, Grave Mercy, I started and then got about half through and was like, I, just, I need a break. And so then I went and read several other things. And then picked it back up and loved it. Ah. But shocking. I did not finish a book recently and I returned it to the library today and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try again. And I just you I know a roll. I know. I know that that book is not for me. Mm. So I don't think I'll go back to it at any point. What was it? It was Cersei. Oh, okay. You told me about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and that cover is so striking. Um, everybody right it was like a 2018 book of the year or something like that but it just interesting for me it it read so much like a mythology textbook Mm. that it just uh, and I gave it 50 pages I thought that was a fair go oh yeah and it was just like this is this is slow Mm. this is very technical they're they're throwing out so many names of the gods and goddesses and like the minor ones and the titans and I've studied mythology at length so I kind of knew all of this already so it was like sitting in class right i wanted it to be like a fantasy story gotcha. not a mythology textbook kind of yeah. read it was just real that. was real real boring for me i get that yeah. yeah i don't think i've not finished a book since poor bear town oh we didn't even tell people about that we one. didn't i had someone text me and ask me what it was <laughs> they were like just what what did you not like so much yeah. but i do think one day i'm gonna try and go back mm-hmm. and read bear town simply because i only gave it 12 pages right i see i gave it 50 pages yeah um, i'm gonna try it again because everybody loves it right i gave it 50 pages but when i decided to stop it was like the same story being told by different characters it was like the same half hour window of the day but told by six people like there's no progression Mm. happening where everybody talks about how it's a poor town everybody's talking about how nothing's happening here gotcha everybody's talking about hockey and i was just like meh this is not gonna be for me yeah but i am intrigued to read other stuff and that was by frederick bachman yeah i'm intrigued to read some other stuff by him but that one was just not gonna be it and it, it surprised me that I couldn't get into it, especially because uh, a couple of years ago I read, my grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry, mm-hmm. and I loved it, loved it. Yeah. And But I don't know if I loved it simply because it was kind of like an ode to grandmothers, mm-hmm. and um, I was particular, particularly susceptible to that at that moment or right. not, but I thought it was beautiful i thought it was awesome and that was another like contemporary Mm -hmm. fiction that i was like oh my god i loved this and it Mm -hmm. was like surprise i'll give you five stars (laughs) that's funny yeah i I, sometimes books that people go on and on and on and on about are just not gonna be for us totally but i blame you for my do not finish streak i think you did this to me rude i know you are (laughs) 
But I, I didn't finish Beartown and I didn't finish Cersei and I don't think I'll go back and pick it back up. Because, I mean, I know Cersei's story. There's sure. nothing new to it being nothing new in this book that was being told to me. I wanted something different. I wanted gotcha. like, you know, I wanted it to be like a fantasy romancy kind of thing. Mm. And it just, it wasn't. I gotcha. You know what kind of mythological story I would like told? Um, and this might be a thing and I just don't know about it. But you know, at the end of Hercules, the Disney movie, um, he gives up being a god to mm-hmm. go and live on earth with Meg. Mm-hmm. What did they do after that? I want to read the fictional story of it like i think that'd be cool yeah i don't i don't know if that exists in a in a fictional story i know it it exists i believe in um like mythologically yeah because i don't think he ends up no la 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 no they live forever together my bad no you know what i love about that movie what the fates singing on the boss no that's literally the greatest thing this is my dance move i love it it's like a a hula yeah it turned into super white girl yeah (laughs) but no the fates in hercules are Mm -hmm. magnificent they are it's i love that gospel sound it's so (laughs) good it was super cool another thing to touch base with on this is how the podcast has affected your reading oh that's a good question because you know we read a lot for pleasure but we also need to be able to Mm -hmm. discuss what we're reading so i think i read with more purpose now i agree and every once in a while we'll do like themed episodes so like Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago we had to do irish for Mm -hmm. um st patrick's day Mm -hmm. and so like they were on my to read list but they Mm -hmm. got bumped way way up because i needed to Mm -hmm. and it just so happened that i really enjoyed both Mm -hmm. of my picks Mm -hmm. but yeah like and we don't want it to ever feel like a job right so we don't want to like always be having to read new stuff for Mm -hmm. this so that's why we we come at it in a different way than i think some other book podcasts do right but usually what we're talking about is already on our lists. Yeah. We try really hard to, or at least if we are going to do themed episodes, to try to keep them spaced out a little bit mm-hmm. so we're not feeling that like, mm-hmm. oh, I have to read this. Right. And then we also have enough time to read what we want to read in between yeah. there. Yeah. Because it'd be weird if we just kept repeating the same books over and over mm-hmm. because we didn't have enough content. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And then we try really hard, you more than me recently, to have good buddy read picks mm-hmm. so that it doesn't feel like a chore. Like most of the time it's something that we've both heard of, we're mm-hmm. interested in, and mm-hmm. I think we're about 50-50 right now on liking them. Mm-hmm. Nope, that's a lie. It's probably 66% right now we've liked. 66? Yeah. That was a specific number. Well, Where did I you was come thinking up with that? Because we did, uh, we did Midnight in the Garden, Trevor Noah. Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh, and then we did um, Can You Ever Forgive Me? So we're four fifty percent right now. I thought we had only read three. So that's why I was like, oh. we liked six. We only liked two out of the three. <laughs> we, um, for those who want to read and keep up with us, we're going to give a shot to erotic stories for Punjabi widows as our next pick. Um, and yeah. that's on Reese Witherspoon's book club list. That's where I, that's my pick. And that's where I got it from. So if you guys want to read that and catch, um, catch up, we're going to do that episode in, in a I month or two. so, two, two episodes, two episodes from now, yeah. a couple weeks from now. So. Yeah, I'm excited about that one. I think it sounds super cute. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it'll be fun. Yeah, and I think it'll be I- intriguing for sure. I do know that I've already decided on my next buddy read. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's exciting. I think it's time that we read Station Eleven. 
I don't know what this is. Are you serious? Yes, this is my serious face. No, everybody talks <clears> about <throat> it. It's like, from what I understand, I haven't I haven't really looked into it too much, but from what I understand, I think some big virus comes through and kind of knocks out a lot of the population, I think. I might be is so Is this a wrong. zombie book? No. And there's a traveling theater that goes through and does uh, plays and productions in small towns throughout the country after this semi-apocalypse has happened. And I, from what I understand, it's kind of magical realism. Interesting. And um, Is it dystopian-esque for sure? Ish, yeah. Like, Ann Bogle loves it. Uh-huh. Um, just everybody, everybody love it. Okay. And I, I've been meaning to read it mm-hmm. for years, and I'm, it is it is time. So those are going to be the next two we give a stab to. Yeah. Uh, if we don't come back with those two books, you'll know that we, we didn't care for them. So sorry. And we were sidetracked. But that's the plan moving forward for our next couple of buddy reads. Knock on wood. I don't have any. Did you know that's a pagan tradition? Nuh-uh. Yeah. They used to knock on the trees in the, in the wood so that the sprites and fairies that lived in them would come out and give them good luck oh i would love to meet sprites and fairies yes i'm gonna go to the woods today okay and knock on the wood i'll see i'll let you know what happens my head is full of useless information mine is too Mm -hmm. mostly about dead bodies yes this is true I have to bring it up every episode. <laughs> we were talking about um, books that you would like force me to read. I said if she really wanted to get me a book that I would hate to read, she would need to get me on the serial killer or dead body kick. Because I just don't think I'd like it at all. It's so fascinating. Meh. But you don't like the historical fiction, so you know. I don't. It's so boring. Different strokes for different folks. I know. All right. That's all I have. All right. And on that terrible disappointment, we shall end this episode. (laughs) Thanks, guys, for listening. Bye. Bye.